a bigger, big episode. It's a brand new studio and we have got the show to fit. One of the worst podcast segments is back. We answer a burning question. We have a look at this week's games and we have got a sponsor, gentlemen, I am very, very happy to introduce. We're going to do that a bit later in the show. Richo Brownie, how are we? Oh, good, Hummer. It wasn't a bad intro from you. You got your private school <laughs> shirt on this morning. Yeah, well, you're in a shirt too. Mm. What's wrong with the shirt? And I'm a bit worried about you. Why? I'm really worried about you. Ooh. We've known each other for a long, long time. Yeah. A long time. What's we that? go back to probably late 90s. Where are you going We've travelled to New York together, Los Angeles yeah. together. We have done everything together. And in those 20 years, you have never, ever, ever been late for anything. Ever. You are OCD oh. and being on time. Yeah, I am. That's 12 correct. 12 o'clock yep. you said today. And you know what you happened? You got here at 10 past 12. Okay. Well, Hummock, see that oh, on my finger there? I know. See that? I've been downstairs. I'm worried about you. I've been downstairs in the building. A real yep. coincidence. I donate blood, Nathan, to the Red Cross. I was downstairs today and oh. there's a lot of people donating today, so I apologise. <laughs> I was five minutes late. That's a good reason, you, though. You're late for donating blood. No, I was on time, but they were late because there's so many good people right. out there donating mm. blood. Okay. I love the new set, but it, what's with my head? That That is not my that's head. That's a fair representation of what your pill looks like. The, the eyes are head. very close together. <laughs> How did Bob get a Guernsey over here? That's ridiculous. Oh, look, at, look, at, look at all of the, the fantastic sports bet memorabilia. But it's been a big, big week in the AFL, Brownie, but probably trumped by a story bigger than anything. The bloody vegans, and they've interrupted our way to get to work. Can't stand these people. I cannot. I couldn't believe it the other morning. Can you believe the news the other morning when you've got these half-wit activists and they're vegans blocking up the whole city? Well, Thrifty be pumped the fact that oh. they're using their high yeah, they, they poor, poor Thrifty. They got dragged into it. They Didn't had to release they? A, a, a press yeah. statement saying that so we had nothing I to do with it. I don't understand why they can't be just arrested on spot straight I don't away. Either. I don't, I don't get why, and I've got nothing against people who choose to be vegetarian. I've nope. got a lot of good friends that are yeah. vegetarian, but it don't is. force it on the rest of the public. Exactly. And do not clog up a major entry point to our city because you want to put your views mm. onto everyone else, it's not right. They're, they're, they are a minority and they're trying to tell the majority what to do. And nothing's going to happen because of it either. And but I've got good friends who are vegetarians and they don't force it on me and I don't force what I do onto them and that's how it should mm. be. Well, Brad, we had to stop Brandy from going down there and throwing caged eggs at him. Mm. That's, he, that's how angry he was. I think we tried to, we tried to order a few. Running of the bulls. We <laughs> we'll leave a whole lot of bulls down Flinders Street, see if they get out of the way. Oh, I should let the trams go through. Now, what I, I, uh, I, I, went, I went and had a big, I made sure I had a big uh, meat lover's pizza that day. And you know what? I, I, I will always buy fr- uh, free range eggs, but yeah. I just think this week, because of the vegans, I'm going to go get some caged eggs. Bring no, me. don't do that. No, I would never do that. So, we, you know, I've been on the Hummer about. Being a bit more organised, yeah. getting the yeah. rundown, all and that I sort of stuff. I have been this week. I had an introduction written. I like, which I think what, we'll I like what you did this yeah. week, Rich. The intro was great. And you said you were going to have the rundown to us on Monday. Uh, yep. I sent you. Because we, we did have some issues last week. We had to edit a lot of the show out and it yeah. didn't go to air because it was just Brownie and I bickering. Yeah. Brownie last no, week bought the- you were unorganised. Bra- so you just bought, sh- shut up for a minute. You bought the energy of a buddy pitted bread to the table last week. But you week. said, I will control this podcast. I will be better. And then yep. you wrote us both an email apologising <laughs> and said, I will have the rundown to you on Monday. Yep. So at 4.30 on Monday when I said to you, Hum, where is that rundown? You said, haven't quite got there yet. So I sent you in five minutes. I was able to put a rundown together. Yep. And then it took you to Wednesday then to send a rundown, which was the rundown I sent no, you on I Monday. No, I sent it yesterday. You didn't change I sent anything. It yesterday. I <laughs> sent him the same one. Matthew, were they the same? They were exactly the same. No, there was a couple of things tweaked. And our major segment at the end, which we've made our own. Yep, it is a great segment. The movie line segment. Yep. So yesterday we had a bit of a blow up because you wanted to write the script this week for the movie line. And I said, mate, I reckon I'll be able to write the script. You're not exactly 
Guy Ritchie, <laughs> which you blew up. You so said I was employed I, at this company as a writer. I was. I and was so employed. I said, okay, as a Hummer, you can do the script. I'm happy if you do the script. I gave you a happy Gilmore reference. Yep. Haven't done it. <laughs> you haven't done it. We just so, couldn't make it work. Okay, so now, the, you're not that good. A, then you've now got a week, Rich. Yep. I'll I'll give you a week's grace. Next week you will have a script for Ooh. Happy Gilmore. Okay, from Happy Gilmore, and, and I have to tie it into the answer. Jeremy in McGovern way. will be Shooter McGavin. That, all right? but, oh, that is what I tried to do. But now this the first is what thing, a writer does. You are creative. No, the first thing they teach you at writing school is don't try and uh, push a square block through a circle hole. And that's, I think, what we're trying to do there. We were trying to make something out of nothing, and we couldn't get there. Anyway, they should have said something about the. Well, we're this is we're, we're going to have an impromptu around the grounds. We don't right. have a formal around the grounds mm. segment this week. But Dusty gave the finger, made a, uh, a gesture that we're, we're not going to talk into. We know exactly what it was about, but it, something very close to your both your hearts. Actually, you know, you know what really annoys me about this, and I'm not talking about the drug reference. I'm yep. leaving that out. Yeah, I'm leave talking out. about flipping the bird, which everyone does, and. I reckon I've watched a lot of footy panel shows over the last 15 years where they've had a bit of fun with players in the past yep. that have flipped the bird, and I'm one yep. of them, and you've done it as well, mate. A lot of players have done it, and everyone has a laugh and a joke about it. All of a sudden, Dustin Martin did it on the weekend, and he was the world's worst human being. Seriously, mm. let's get a bit of perspective on this. It was funny. Flipping what? the bird, and it was funny because it was. we know what happened with mummy, and it was funny. <laughs> okay? Fair dinkum. We, we get carried away. What now. about when you did it? What what caused you to do it, and what were the uh, yeah. what ramifications did of when it, it happened? I did it a couple of times, and the first time I did it, I got a please explain letter from the you AFL. You did it twice. I did it on the MCG, and it may or may not have been directed at an umpire. All right? <laughs> <laughs> the, umpire the umpire in question, we both got a, a please explain, and the, umpire, and the AFL said don't do it again. So 12 months later, we're over in Perth, Nathan at Subiaco playing the West Coast Eagles were beaten. And you kissed it. Yeah, we're walking off the ground. And as I'm getting towards the players' race, I can hear this West Coast Eagles supporter just giving it to me, mercifully, telling me that I'm not physically adequate to be out on the ground, <laughs> that Darren Glass had towed me up, which he had. I thought, he's probably hit the mark here. Yeah, I, I wasn't very good today. But then I looked at him. And he was questioning my physical abilities as an athlete. I looked at, the, I looked at this gentleman and... He was 180 kilos <laughs> and his West Coast Eagles jumper just covered his belly button. He had the big Bobby Lutz hanging out. Yeah. I'm not copying that from you. So I kissed it. Kissed that bang. You know what I got? $4,000 fine. Oh, Thank you very we much. We played the Kangaroos at, uh, what was Telstra Dome back then? I think it was like 2000 or 2001. This is at the Dogs. When yeah, when well, I was at the Dogs. Um, and uh, the, the crowd behind the goals were giving it to me all day, giving it to me. Yep, um, which is good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah. Um, David King was hip and shoulder me, being a hero as he normally is. I was being tagged <laughs> yeah. by Adam Simpson. Um, and I was having an okay day. This is all in the first half. And Matty Robbins handballed a ball to me. I'd read it beautifully into the open goal, nobody around me, and I've held the ball out like that Boy. to David King and then I've kicked the barrel <laughs> as hard as I could straight up in the air and all the North Melbourne supporters are hanging over the fence. So I've just given them this one as I've walked off. <laughs> And then uh, David King's come up all huff and puff, chesting me, going, oh, boy. He goes, that one's going to come back to haunt you today. <laughs> you and I fine? said, no, David, it's not. We're 32 points up and we are going to smash you <laughs> oh, today. No. This was just pre to half time, by the way. Apparently then 
David pa- uh, uh, Dennis Pagan has shown the footage at halftime. So oh, he's quickly curious. got the footage in the room. <laughs> we could see and where said, this How is about going. this little fuckwit? <laughs> Have a look at this smart ass, what he's done to you blokes at halftime. This is 32 points the margin. What'd you and lose we got by? rolled. What did you lose by? A couple of goals. Oh. Did you get fined by the AFL? Got fined five grand. Oh, five, five, grand. Grand. five grand. I did it twice in the in the one game. So yeah. I kicked a set shot after half time and I've given this one. And as I've done that, Brad Johnson's come and done that. Um, Good but on yeah, him. Twice. So I had to go up and sit in uh, Andrew Demetrio's office as it was back then. It's not the end of the world, though. Seriously. No. We want it. We, we would still have thought it was game. the way some people carried on with Dustin Martin. And I know it's probably not a great look for for young kids, but trust me, they can, they learn that anyway, the young kids. <laughs> yeah. They're not, it's not that big a deal. Seriously. Yep. So young kids, just do whatever you want, <laughs> according to Matthew <laughs> Richardson. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> Now the burning question is where we just answer some of the big the big issues. Can a forty four year old wear a flat peak cap? What have we got this week, Richo? Well, the no for the flat peak. We yep. know that. Have more my and sense. I think this no to a peak. wearing the same hat week so after the week. Fishing trawler hat on yeah. again. Yeah. I'm going to go the with old it again. Shanty Carter by the sea. Grump. Shrimp sort yeah. of hat set up, isn't Have it? you spent much time on a fishing trawler, Richo? Never, never been on one once. Anyway, this week you ever been fishing? Yeah, I have. Hey, I have. I went fishing this week. 26 flathead I got. Wow. Yeah. A few on really the the bait on the hook. Yeah, I'm no good at it. It's nah. too boring. I'll take, if I don't catch, I'll take you to see my bait. I'll, I'll mm. take you If out. you don't catch one in the first 10, it's hard to hang around. But anyway, you know this mate of mine, David Tocci, a really good friend of mine. His, his parents. Uh, little he's, Italian guy, yeah, about yay high. Five mm. foot tall, Dave Tocci. They're always small. Yeah. Mm. His parents. Well, he likes to hang out with people who are a lot shorter than him and make himself look bigger. I do. I do. It's a power thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, his parents came out to Australia in the 1950s, Marcella and Franco Tocci, beautiful people. And I've got to know them well over the years. And they're traditional Italian uh, people. Franco worked in the um, Western's Biscuit Factory for 40 years, a hardworking person. Yep. Marcella, one of the great Italian uh, cooks of all time, Marcella, runs a little kitchen out of her um, her own uh, house out in Vermont South. Ooh. Produces all of her own tomatoes in the backyard, so beautiful organic tomatoes, okay? So she makes all of her pasta sauces, Brownie, you'd appreciate this. Your wife's a beautiful cook. Makes all of her pasta sauces from her own tomatoes from scratch, right? Do they do that thing where they all get together on a Sunday and stomp on tomatoes and stuff? Yep, so the beautiful tomato puree, (laughs) which she then uses to make all of her sauces, the lasagna and and these sort of things. So I ordered some uh, lasagna, lasagna, some tortellini, um, is it lasagna or lasagna? Yeah, what are you trying to say? What is lasagna? Lasagna. Lasagna. Isn't it a Z sound? It's a lasagna. 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 So I ordered some lasagna. Says a really question. Is it lasagna or lasagna? Right. And some ravioli. Right. So my mate Dave delivers it on Monday night. And I cook up the uh, lasagna yep, there we go. in the Nailed oven. It. It's magnificent. It's the best you can get. And we're about to sit down at the table with a glass of red and, and enjoy our beautiful Italian food. And as we're about to tuck in, I've got out the tomato sauce and put it all over the top of the homemade Italian Whoa. lasagna. He went through the roof. As he should. As he should. He went through. As he should. He, he's rung his mother at home, Marcella. <laughs> And told her what I did straight away, and she said that I will never be able to order pasta off her again. It's uh, sacrilege. Yep, I agree. It just yeah. shows what a Tasmanian bogan so, you are. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so I'm asking all of our listeners: Is it okay to put tomato sauce 
No, it's not. On Absolutely Lasagna. not. Without a shit, that is. I cannot get over that. I think it's all right. Why? There's already enough tomato sauce. Do you know what the biggest insult to a chef is? Yeah. If you and I, I'm a pretty good cook, and if I bring out oh, my food to my guests and they put salt or pepper or sauce on, I'm offended because they're saying that I haven't I haven't seasoned the dish well enough that right. it needs extra salt or okay. pepper or sauce. So I have no qualms with her cutting off. I bet off. you plenty of listeners put tomato sauce hey, on proper theirs. Italians don't even like to put um, parmesan cheese on their pasta on no, their they don't. marinara. Yeah. We found that out not yeah. that long ago at really? restaurant too. Yeah. Oh, you can put parmesan cheese on. Well, so that's the not. burning question, Hummer. Can you put tomato sauce on <coughs> what's Lasagna. Seems your disrespectful <laughs> bogan yeah. Tasmanian ways have come yeah. back to haunt you. I hope. How long, you, how long is the ban for? Well, Marcella said oh, if I tried to get into Italy now, they'd revoke my visa. <laughs> <laughs> The Trump or Trumpet Award. The Trump Award goes to your worst on. The Trumpet Award goes to the best on, I think. And have I got have the finally got a leaderboard. Oh, After four weeks, well I've been done. promising it for weeks, I have got He's done the leaderboard. Well, he has done and something. I will, I, will, <laughs> I will add to this, going on the votes, just going through my notes here. I did write it down somewhere, I think. Oh, no. Oh, here it is, actually. Now, the best on so far. We've got Lockie Neal on six votes. Yep. Steve Coniglio. On six votes. The rest are on one or two yeah. votes we won't mention. Yeah. The worst on, and this one is a little bit more hot, hotly contested, Essendon Football Club on six votes. Michael Christian, who could feature in Chris today's Ed. votes on six votes. Kyle Langford on five votes and the AFL on two votes. All right. Let's start with your best on. I'll tell you what, Chris O should get a vote. He's, oh, so I'll give him a mention for work. Well, Honourable mention. Did you see the fine for Jesse Hogan? Oh, my. oh, I cannot get over it. Please. Anyway, I won't go there because I've never seen Best anything as soft. Best ons first. Best okay. Yep. Uh, well, we might have a new leader because this guy is on fire at his new club. I gave one vote. We're starting at the one. So yes. I, yeah. like I gave one vote to Lockie Neal. Oh, we do have a new leader. 40 possessions again. Brisbane. 43. Brisbane are absolutely on fire. What a recruit. I think we are. I must have underrated him at Fremantle. Yeah, He's I an absolute superstar. I've given two to Stewie Jew. Nobody tipped the Suns to win a game. They should have won three. They lost that game uh, against St Kilda in round one by a point. Uh, they're on fire. Well done, Stewie Jew, playing good defensive brand of footy. And you can't go past Jeremy Cameron. If you have 30 possessions and kick seven goals, you've done pretty well. Lee Matthews has done that five times, mind you. That is a good effort. That's a big day. I gave three to Jeremy Cameron. The last person to do it was Stevie Johnson in 2011 yeah. before that Matthew Lloyd. It's pretty hard to do then, it. isn't Very it? Very hard to do. I gave one vote. I thought Andrew Gaff, to have 35 disposals yeah. in a comeback game when you've missed so much footy was outstanding and against the best midfield in the competition. You know why, Brownie? He's the hardest-running midfielder in the competition. I didn't think he had the influence that he's had in other games, but he just racked them up. Two votes to that man you spoke about, Lockie Neal. No need to speak about him. He's been fantastic. And three votes, I agree. Jeremy Cameron, seven goals, 30 disposals, showed up. Uh, Richmond's defensive end for a little I bit of a sorry. lack of ability at the I moment. I felt sorry for uh, Bolter and, and Garthwaite, though. Fair yeah. income. They've both played under three games. He's a gun. All right, uh, worst on. Uh, Friday night, the Melbourne defence at times was pretty shaky and unfortunately Sam Frost, I didn't think, had a great night. Snowman. Yeah, didn't have a great night. The MCG on Sunday. Um, How bad of a night did he have, in your opinion? He had a bad night. We've all had them. <laughs> Mm. And he had one. <laughs> and Sunday afternoon, one thing Ruckman should never do is try and run with the footy mm. or try and bounce the footy or try and hit targets in the corridor. <laughs> and unfortunately, Tom Campbell tried to do all Ooh. of those things on Sunday afternoon and none of them came off. So 
Two votes for Tom Campbell. He, he battled a bit, big Tommy, didn't and he? And I'm I'm a big bloke, and I couldn't bounce it, and I couldn't hit targets in the corridor. You got to know your limitations. So he got two, and a little birdie came to me this morning uh, across Twitter, Brownie, and mm. reported some information on our man Hummer over here. So this is the same Hummer oh. that said that he could have played could AFL, have played but AFL. he just didn't get serious enough, and, and would, that he would beat me one on one. This, this is this that is the man. same. Okay, go. okay. Now he, playing in the fourth division amateurs on Which the weekend. Division? Fourth division, right? <laughs> I think it might be right. a bit lower than that. You won't believe this. Hummer has got the three votes because he had eight goals kicked <laughs> on him on the weekend. How many? How? It was a tough day at the office. We lost. How is nothing sacrosanct? In fourth division, you've had eight kicked on you. I think it's a bit. It's actually it's a bit lower than. Can you just say that's correct or not correct? No, I don't want an excuse. (laughs) Technically, yes, you have eight goals kicked on. So you got the three votes on the weekend. (laughs) It was a rough day at the office. I did break my leg. I was coming back from a broken leg. But, uh, yeah, and I tell you what, you know you've had a bad day when my coach is the most positive coach in the world and he sent me a, a letter saying, look, don't worry, we're, we're, we're all uh, Facebook message. We're all yeah. entitled to days off and you're not in the gun yet and <laughs> just stick to your system. So, yeah, it was Mate, a bad if you day. get dropped for the twos in fourth division. You've been guaranteed your spot in that fourth division. It. Well done. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. That's how good I am. All right, uh, Brownie, your worst times? I gave one to Stephen May, came back a little bit overdone and got injured and then uh, thought it would be a, a, a good thing to go on record and say, geez, I didn't realise how hard they trained at, uh, <laughs> yeah, at the Demons. Well, it's a very yeah. strange thing to say for an ex-captain. I gave two votes to Zach Clark. You outlined some really good points about Tommy Campbell. Um, I'll go a little bit further. Um, Zach Clark has trouble doing most things on a footy field and he That's tried to do harsh. most things the other night and I thought he was clearly the worst man on the ground in that game. He was bad. And Dusty, unfortunately, uh, let loose. The snorting sign, the finger, got reported. He's out for a few weeks. He's only out for one. Um, so one, one uh, just a poor. Well, another one that Christo, Christo got wrong. So we've de- at the top of the Trump Award, we've got Lockie Neal now at the outright leader on ten votes, and you so dare say he would be as well on the Brownlow yeah. as well. He'd the have worst nine on votes in the Brownlow. The worst on does not change. We've still got the Essendon Footy Club up on six votes, and Michael Christian very lucky not to be the outright leader in seven votes. Another big week of sport kicks off Thursday night, whatever time that is you're listening to this podcast. But we're going to look at Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs. Collingwood $1.20 flying. The Western Bulldogs $4.25. Very disappointing last week against the Suns, Brownie. Can you see an upset here? I can't see an upset. I I see Collingwood winning, but still $1.20 is very, very short. The line in this one was 31. It's into 28. So if you think the dogs can get within five goals, not a bad bet, but um, I'm going to stick with Collingwood. But what yeah. I do like is maybe Collingwood 1-39, to 39, so same game multi. Collingwood 1-39, to 39, and I think Pendlebury to get 25 more disposals, Liberatore 25 or more, and Bontempelli 25 or three. more. Yeah, right. yeah, and it pays around seven bucks, that one. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to see the dogs winning, although the last time they played on the G two weeks ago, they had that great last quarter against the Hawthorne Footy Club. If you look at Collingwood over the last two seasons, they're 14 and 3 against uh, the competition, apart from the West Coast Eagles. They're 0 and 4. That, so yeah. against everyone else, they're just about unbeatable at the moment. Uh, I just wonder whether the Western Bulldogs can kick a score against them. Collingwood's back line looks a lot better this year with Darcy Moore and Roughhead He's back He's been great, there. hasn't he? Yeah, Moore's been great. So. I think the Eagles have got their measure, but I think against anyone else at the MCG, um, 
Collingwood will win. They couldn't get their game going against the Eagles last week. The Eagles, you know, took their game off them. They're uncontested marks, but uh, I think they can bounce back. So I'd, I'd tip Collingwood in this one. The biggest concern for a few years has been West Coast being able to play the G. That looks too oh, that's abated. Gone. That's gone. No, that's they, they can play that very but well. I think they every week we've had a new favourite, premiership favourite, Richmond before the season, then Collingwood, now the Eagles and... To me, they don't lose at home. They're clearly favourites now, I think. Just check that same game, Mulsey. Pendlebury, 25. Libertore, 25. Bontempelli, 25. And Collingwood, under 39, pays $9. Mm. Same game, Mulsey. If one of those league fails with us, you get your money back. It's not bad. The Geelong Cats, before a game was played this season, were at $16 to win the flag. They're now into $4.50. I think $4.50. They are favourites. Are they they in front of West Coast? Yep. Gee. $1.38. They host... GWS down at Cadinia Park, $2.90 for the Giants. Do you see Geelong winning this one and easily? I don't see him winning it easily. I see it's such an advantage down there. Um, is, it narrow, I, is it narrow, narrow ground? It is a narrow is. and is it, is it harder to play as, as a footballer? Well, it's, it, harder it to, to, it's harder to get through uh, from your back half. Mm. So if you're trying to transition the footy, particularly against Geelong who train there every single day, so they know the ground so well. And they set up well. And they set up. Their defence is so good. It's a huge advantage for them. Uh, you can't tip anyone against Geelong at Geelong, mm. can you, Brownie? No. They lost a few down there last year, but they're a, a much better team this year. The line is at 16 and a half. I expect Geelong to cover that line. So the, the uh, Giants, sorry, they got Richmond out the back a lot up at Giants Stadium on Sunday against the defence who had no Hawley, mm. no short. No Grimes, no Rance. It actually, it actually took them till ten minutes into the last quarter to get an undermanned Richmond team. So I, I can't see them beating Geelong. You don't normally get them over the back of Geelong either. No, you have to work through yeah. the. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, is is it harder as a forward? You, I mean, Richard, you would have played a similar role as a forward down at Geelong. Is it is it is it is it harder to to well, find space and to lead? If if they can get some good uh, ball use out of the middle and he can get some first looks at it, yeah, he might be able to kick a few goals. But he, he's not going to get those ones he got last week no. out the back, as we just said, um, because you, you need clean footy through the middle, um, and you just don't get it at Geelong. Do we see a another hundred goal season from a player now with these new rules? It does, does the six 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 help? You have key forwards or not? Not really. I don't think so. Scoring's actually gone down. down. Mm. So I don't think so. It's going to be a while. Port versus Richmond now. Richmond, are they they gone? Are Richmond cooked? Uh, They're at $13 now for the flag. They were favourites. I don't think at the moment they can win the premiership, but they're not cooked to make the eight because if you have a look at the teams that have won games early this year, all of the teams that battled last year, it is more even than it was last year. You might play finals with 11 or 12 wins this year. So Richmond have got to hang in over the next month. If you look at their injury list, Brownie, everyone should be back at around six or seven. They've got to try and pinch one Mm -hmm. in the next few weeks. If they don't do that, then they are in trouble. I like Port Adelaide this year. I think they can finish Possibly around the top four. I think the the, the young kids have added the, Gee, the pace Rosie. and run. Connor Rosie, you got yeah. Zach Butters, you got Dursba. These young kids have just added so much. And what I love about them is Travis Bogue is back to his best. He's not playing half forward. He's playing in the middle of the ground. I think Port have just got that 
balanced right at the moment. And yeah. I, I, I genuinely expect them to finish around fourth or fifth. And that, it, it just shows you that if you're willing to put young kids in with talent, then they'll yeah. produce. And that's what's happened at Port. So Richmond bring in that Sydney stack on the weekend mm. out of nowhere. And he, he was just about their best player. You just got to back them in sometimes. Port should cover the line 25 and a half with the amount of players Richmond have I got think out. So. They've got their four yeah. big guns out. Jaden Short, who's their best kick out of the defensive Holy, end. Holy, holy outstanding. Uh, yeah, so 25 and a half, I think, is a pretty comfortable line to get $3.45 for Richmond. If you heard that a month ago, Ants Port Adelaide, you would have been laughed out of the room. $1.29 for Port Adelaide. The line, 25 and a half points. And Brownie, is, as always, as well, if you're up by 12 points, which Port Adelaide could do very quickly, you could be paid out straight away. 12, 12 points. 12 points. Jeez. If you're up by 12 points at any break, you're paid out up to $250. It's going to be a big weekend in sport. Now, Stephen May, he found a new home at the Melbourne Footy Club, of course, coming from the Gold Coast Suns, and he probably didn't take his pre-season as seriously as could have. He came back a little bit more rotund. He's injured. It's not good, is it? It surprises me in this uh, – I don't reckon it happens anymore. I reckon, players, I reckon players know now that you have to come back in the correct nick because if you don't, it's too hard to catch up. Training is too hard. But in this day and age, I'm really surprised that that happened. I was shocked, actually. What? How, how does it happen? Is it like? Do you have when you when once you you say you have your exit interview, you've got a few, what six weeks off from the club, whatever? Are you prescribed a running program, and a weights yeah, program, yeah. and an eating program? Just comes down to your own work ethic, basically. And if you want to go out and do it, it's, it's very easy to. Oh, they've got twelve weeks off these yeah. days, don't they? It's very easy to sit there and not do anything um, and eat the wrong foods, and, and it takes a professional to get out there and do the right thing. The thing is, they know that when they get back, if they're not in good nick, pre-season's going to be twice as hard. It's just not worth the effort, Hummer. Well, you know straight away once you've let it go a little yeah. bit, don't you? And I've done it. I've done it. What you come back? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so two thousand. Uh, I had a breakout year in two thousand, so oh, I was, I was oh, pretty, yeah. happy, <laughs> pretty happy with myself. So I've come back, and I had a big off season uh, at the end of the two thousand season. So when when you say that, did you have a training program? Yeah, they gave us a training program. Did you follow it at all? No, I didn't, Matthew. I went for the occasional run. Um, and back then, I wasn't the greatest trainer of all time. And can I just off. preface this with with saying something that yeah. I know? Yeah. Nathan Brown, for a man who was an All-Australian player and a, and a good athlete, was the worst endurance athlete <laughs> I played with, just but, about. But what about training with the balls and no, handball games? One and, of the best. Yeah. One yeah, of the so best. running yeah. around the tan and running yeah. 400. Like no, doing a time trial, no is bullshit. Yeah. What about exactly. your tan? Where, would you be one of the last to cross the line? The bottom the five. With, with the Ruckman normal. As a small right, you've got no weight to carry, so that's inexcusable. Yeah, I, I had a V4. Okay, other players have a V6, V8. Matthew you, had a V8. I had a V4, unfortunately. You were generally crossing the line with the Ruckman. I was a repeat That's speed. Scotty Wines. Repeat speed athlete. But anyway, this time we came back and we did a 4K time trial on the- Did you uh, play with Relton Roberts? Uh, no. 4K time trial on he would have been, a yeah. running track, so it made it quicker, but we did it at, uh, at Melbourne Uni. Why is it quicker on a running track? It just is quicker on a running track. Of course Trust it me. is. What, then, then, then Use grass. your brain. One's grass and one's a running track. What one are you going to run quicker on? Mm. Yeah, well, that's surprising. <laughs> and our very good mate, Ben Harrison, his first session just tro- tro- swapped over from Richmond to the Bulldogs and I knew that I wasn't in great shape. So I tried to go out hard in this four car and then hang on. Oh. Um, so obviously you do 10 laps and I reckon I got two laps in and I was 
pretty much in the top ten. So I'm sitting there going, this, this is going to last. Go, this though. is going to last much longer. I started to hurt real bad, <laughs> like real bad. And I when tried to get lapped. I tried to hold on as much as I could. I got lapped about routes, uh, lap seven. Uh, Matthew Denton, Brad Johnson, and it just hit me like a fucking wall. I, I could not keep it up, and I just went slower. The ground slower. Yeah, I jumped on. And when Stephen Kolonyuk and James Cook ran past me oh. on about lap eight. I was starting to fear because uh, I could see Plough already oh. when I was running past, standing on the edge of the uh, track, just shaking his head. 18 minutes 30 for a 4 k and That is yeah, horrible. That is bad. Straight into. That is shocking. I could run that now, to yes. be honest. So I could, I could still run it now. Straight into Plough's office and uh, <laughs> he just gave it to me. And I, I was still pretty comfortable with where I'd been playing the so year, arrogant, year before. Yeah. Arrogant. And I calmly said to Plough, I said, mate, I don't oh, know no. what you're so up in arms about. I said, wait till April when we play our first game. And then he's erupted. What the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? <laughs> Absolutely erupted, slammed the table. He had spit coming out of his mouth. Did the vein pop up? Vein was popping up and he goes, that's it. He goes, you're out of the leadership group because I've been added to the leadership group. You're out of the leadership group. You don't train with the rest of the group until you get your skin folds down, which were 97, by the way. That's had to do 97. What, and what should you be? Well. 50. 50. So you would double. Double. And he goes, you are going to be in the fat group. And he goes, <laughs> you are the only one in the fat group because the only one came back in this situation. He goes, and until you come back in the state you're meant to be in, you are going to be in this fat group. So that was 6 so a.m. So training today? on my own. So the fitness coach had to take me on my own at 6 a.m. and the boxing day. coach every day. And then I had to come back at 5 p.m. when everybody else had gone and do another session. It lasted three weeks. They put you on the light and easy and everything as well? Keep no, your meals? they gave me a diet plan. And then uh, it, <laughs> when, when, when April you? come down and we played round one and I had 33 in the first game, I said, player, there you go. <laughs> He's very cocky, Hummer. Oh, very cocky. God. That actually reminds me. All Australian. Just, well, you, there yeah. you go. Reminds me of uh, Robert Walsh when he took over at Richmond in 1996. A few of the lads had like played in the prelim final the year before. Yep. Probably overindulged in the uh, off season as you did, Nathan. Didn't follow their programs. And Robert Walsh <laughs> was an extremely uh, harsh man when it came to discipline around the club. And there were five or six guys that had had their skin folds like you, 97, 98. So he put them in the group and he gave them a name. They were called the Flog Squad. And like you, <laughs> and like you, the Flog Squad weren't allowed to train with the main group. They had to do all of their training off-site with the uh, fitness trainer. But when the balls came out, just to humiliate them, when the <laughs> balls came out, we trained on Punt Road Oval and behind the goals at the uh, Royal Hotel end at yeah. uh, Punt Road, there was like a grass hill where people <laughs> used to come and watch training. The flog squad had to do their lane work up on the hill. <laughs> so they're doing their lane work on a hill that was sloped like this while the rest of us trained just to humiliate them. Uh, it was pretty funny. The flog squad. Brownie likes to think of himself, Richo, as this little social media investigative journalist. Yeah. He likes us to trawl around. He's got a few of his favourites. He loves um, Ro- Roco. You Roco. absolutely love Roco. But our man this week, you've yep. spotted something. I have, Matthew. I was uh, on Twitter the other night during the game and I noticed this one from uh, at Mr. Fash, F-A-S-S-H, 86. He's tweeted, (laughs) I started paying for KO Sports so I didn't have to listen to Muppets (laughs) like Ling, Brayshaw, 
Darcy and Richardson. Oh. And then a hashtag, oh, God, my ears. <laughs> this is on the week where Melbourne are doing a big campaign around mean tweets and making sure you call that out. But you called him out, which I thought was very, very funny. Well, I was sitting there at three-quarter time and uh, I didn't have anything to what? do at three-quarter time. Do you check, I, do you, are you checking to see no, how you're being received? No, I mean, no. That's why you check it. No, well, I just, no, I just saw his tweet come up, so I read it. And I thought, because he wrote something funny about Gonzo, and uh, then I went back and read that tweet, what it was about, and I laughed. So I had a look, and I was looking at the news, see what was happening in the game. And then you know how you look at your sea of your mentions, see if anyone's. Yep. Yep. And I saw that, which I had to laugh at. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so I thought I'd tweet him back at three-quarter time. And I just asked him, I, which one of the Muppets am I, Gonzo, Fonzie Bear? Or <laughs> which is funny. It is so good. you've got to be funny with it. No, you look through Who would Lingy be if he was a Muppet? He'd be that. Red-headed Belmo. Yeah. Or Fuzzy Bear. Fuzzy Bear. Yeah. Hey, what, are, what are the Muppets? I'm getting confused. The Muppet Show. Is that Elmo? Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy. Elmo? Yeah. No, that's Sesame Street. Das could be oh. Bird out of Bert and Ernie. He's got that big, long, straight neck. Wait, are the Muppets, just, are the, Muppets the same as Sesame Street? No, they're different. The Muppet Show. But how come, uh, who's the Miss Piggy? Yeah, She's in Sesame Street. Is she? I don't, I don't know. know. She is. She's on the Muppet Jeez, Show. I'm very confused. I always thought Kermit, Muppets were Sesame Kermit Street. Kermit crosses over. Kermit's in Sesame Street on the yeah. Muppet Show. A few people said I was animal the way I carried on on the ground. No animal was the drummer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, is a, it brings you a interesting topic because Melbourne had a stand this week. Now, some will question the timing of it. Is it a perfect way? Because obviously they're travelling poorly and they go, well, let's bring up an anti-bullying type. Well, I didn't mind but it. What my problem is the tweets that they brought up, they were saying, they, weren't, they were hardly... I c- but you can't probably you can't put on the, the real ones, the real ones can you? It's but ruthless on social media. I just don't understand people on social media that when they're having a clip at you like that guy, he was quite funny, but others can be ruthless. Why tag you in? Yeah. Why? Because I bet you they wouldn't say it to your face exactly. if you bumped into him in the street. No. You know, Das wants to start a show where he calls them out and challenges like candid them. camera style, go into their office. So he reckons most of these blokes might work in an accounting firm or Deloitte, something like that. Ooh, you, go in, you go in with a camera. And you go up to him at his desk and go, are you Mr. Fash 86? Did you say this about <laughs> yeah. me? And you know wow. what happens? They, if you challenge them, they back oh, down. Oh, correct. Do you, do, you read, do you read every every comment? Nah. I don't oh, know. Some through? people, I, I just I don't see what words when, hurt people. Like I just When you're playing, though, off. I must admit, when you're playing in that and you're emotional about your performance, it can affect you. It yeah. can affect you. The other tweet you did during the week, which I, I, I didn't really? get, it was just like. You're a very active tweeter. You tweeted. A bird just shit on me. Well, it did. Now, <laughs> I, the world doesn't need to know that. That's just you going, nah, I, I was... think I'm a little bit more important than what everybody else is doing today. So I'm going to let them know what's happened in my day today. I was flat and I couldn't believe it. So you, you thought you'd let your 60,000 followers know? You know what was funny about 60,000 followers. The bird pooing on me. Well, I was at Caulfield Station, actually, near Caulfield Racetrack. Oh, they're not a nightmare, Caulfield Station. I was going to meet a few week. mates, uh, your friend Chris Jeremiah. We were going to watch John Stevens at the Chelsea Heights Hotel. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Yeah. Do you wear – Well, kit? we knew you wouldn't what, come. What kit do you wear? No, I just had a shirt and jeans on. the perfect I, time to roll I, your double denim. No, I didn't, actually. And I'm sitting there on the platform and I just felt this – Big plop on the <laughs> leg, my brand new jeans, mind you. And it wasn't just a little poo, it was a big one. And as I looked at it and I just shook my head, I looked across and there were two blokes sitting to my left and they were just losing it. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Brown, yep. you're paid to uh, promote gambling. Yep. And you, you consider yourself a pretty good tipster. I do. But I think we're going to use this opportunity to say that 
gambling is not as easy as it's made out to be because we you started the season all huff and buff about the thousand dollar challenge. Huff, and puff, not buff. What did I say? Huff and buff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said that you can pick a thousand dollar win, a dollar twenty winner, and put a thousand dollars of hypothetical money and just roll it every over week every week and roll it over. Now the first week you pick Melbourne, lost. Which just shows you how hard it is. It is very very difficult. The second oh. week you pick Port Adelaide at a dollar twenty, they got up. So we put twelve hundred dollars last week. You took Melbourne at it with an eight point head start, that did not cover. So you've put yep. you've lot you two grand in the hole. Are you going again? No. Nah. That's it. As any responsible punter would say, yep. nah, got the bet over me this year. I'm going to pack it away it, till next year. This would be the worst year to try and tip oh, those sort tough. of winners too. Yeah. It is it's tough. So, so we're done. We are done. The $1,000 challenge we still got $100 is bet. over. Correct. The, we, now, we said last week, of course, hypothetically speaking. Now, I went through the tapes and we've added it up. Now, Brownie, you're a, the man that is uh, is paid to be an AFL yeah. brand ambassador. You were on $125 yep. from the $300 that you have bet. Mm-hmm. Richo is in the red. He's $312. Wait, is red pro- profit or yep. black? You're Blacks. in the red. $312. You're $12 up of high. No, the black's money. profit. Oh. So you're in the black. In the red. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm in the black. He's in the red. You run a business. You Mind you, this. I haven't actually had these bets. No, correct. Yeah, yeah no, they just play bets. $300. you are so you've, you're $12 profit. All right. Brownie, you're this down. week I'm going Geelong at the line into Port Adelaide at the line. As a multi, yep. what's that going to get you? Uh, $3.61. So $100 of hypothetical money on $3.61. Richo, I'm having 50 of my 100 yep. on Collingwood straight out. Yep. And I'm having 50 on Tom Rockliffe to have the most disposals for the whole round. Can you do that? Wow. Uh, or just no, say – Just say you'll – don't get too fancy. All right, fancy. just hang <laughs> on. For that game you can. For that game. For yeah, that game, rich, not for the whole Tom round. Tom Rockliffe, the most Tom Rockliffe, disposals. the most in whoever they're playing. All right, and uh, as I said, Brownie, you need to lift because you're in the whole tournament. <laughs> From the very outset of this show, Brownie, I'm a small fry and I just, all I want, I want free stuff. I got some free runners from a, a, a great friend of the show and now the company, Georgie, Georgie Parker. Parker. She gave me some free New Balance runners and that's that's about the extent of my free well, stuff. everyone likes something for Correct. free, Correct, and, and rightfully so. I mean, I don't have a profile or anything, but so we've been calling for a sponsor of well, the show. We will take absolutely anything. Now, I can officially tell you. get a sunscreen sponsorship for the roof of your mouth this year. Watch them go over your head. (laughs) Now, how's this? Love the podcast, guys. Happy to sponsor the show. I run a gardening business and happy to give free gardening this year for all the guys. I hear Richo has a large driveway and probably an extra large garden. So we've got a sponsor. What's his name? Now, I don't know. We (laughs) makes it a bit hard, doesn't it? How but about we send him to your house first and if he doesn't murder you, like we might use There is him a little bit of a, a murdery feel about this, but I feel if you guys don't sign, I, I feel he's probably not just going to do my house. No, I feel I'll, he wants to do your I'd house. Love but to would have you, my, do you take yeah, it? That's free absolutely. gardening. Love some free gardening. Brownie? What would you like? Well, I'm just a bit worried about someone's motive. They've got to come to your house. Matt. So, but we need to track. If you are GEC93, like didn't think of that. <laughs> How, but Jen will be pumped. You might have any sunnies this year. Uh, Jen, I met this bloke online. He's going to come over and uh, <laughs> mow the lawns for us. He might and have your sunnies. a cup of tea while he's He in. might have your sunnies. GEC93, if you can get onto us on Twitter, he left it yeah. on that. Uh, that's the only way we're going to hold him. Can you help us get a sponsor? I know that Brandy's in the market for a new car. New car. I'm looking at a Kia Carnival. Well, I've, got, kids. I've got the man. Fern Tree Gully Kia. 
Furniture Gully, is that your Cam furniture Dorsch. gully? I get a, your. Yeah, I get a Hyundai from there. A free hit. <laughs> you could get a Kia from there. What's your what, push-up? What gets getting? one from there too, doesn't he? He does. Have you seen push-up lately? He's, he's got a big neck. head is. Yeah, Why? Free. What's happening to his head? How do you grow your head? He just, his neck he's is so a lot of big. He's done a lot of weights. So, he's lost is, his neck. He doesn't have a neck anymore. Really? So that is great news that we do have yes. a sponsor. So are you serious? Can he come and do your gardening for free? Well, well, we'll investigate. Okay, we'll so investigate. if you are GEC93 who left that that brilliant comment on iTunes, get onto us on Twitter because I want some free stuff. I've got a very overgrown garden as well, which would be nice. And Brownie needs a Kia car. Carnival. And I wouldn't mind a Kia either. You're not well. asking for much, Brownie. Hey? No. Just a free car. Just how, free much, car. What, how does it work? How many free cars have you had in your time? A fair few. Where, have you paid for many? They're not free. I mean, you've still got to yeah, work for yeah. them. What, what are you doing for Hyundai Furniture? You're an ambassador. <laughs> yeah, but what does what that <laughs> what does the ambassadorship entail? Go to functions and mix with their clients, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. He did that. invite the guy from the car yard to his wedding. Very really? good friend yeah. of mine. Yeah, well, I've known him for That's 20 years. That's not bad. $300 for a seat and you get a free Hyundai. What, what Hyundai are you rocking? What am I rocking? Yeah, what type of Hyundai? A Santa Fe. Which one's that? Is that a- no, it's a Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah, but what type of car it's is like it? A I don't drive. know Hyundai's. Oh, very classy. All right, well, that will I think will do us, gentlemen. We got a little bit better than last week. Brownie, thank you for finally bringing a little bit more energy. It was very disappointing last week, to say the least. But as I said, we want a sponsor, but we also want you to like, subscribe, review, tell your mates. At the minute, there is a podcast, BDS, call it, and that's what she said. Get us up the top of the charts. Gamble responsibly.